You guys are in for a treat today. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm telling you, today is going to be such a blessing. We're going we're gonna to have Passion Sunday. So we went to Passion in Atlanta, Georgia. You saw that. And God did some really big things, not just in our hearts, but in 64 people's hearts from our church, and not just 64 people from our church, but 55,000 young adults from probably every state and several nations. It was so incredible. So today, I just want to welcome you guys. Let's give it up for it. Let's welcome our campus in Navarre. Navarre, we're glad that you came out today. So glad that you showed up. Let's welcome Blackwater, our Blackwater campus. So glad you guys are here. And our biggest campus, our online campus, let's welcome our online campus. And then Pensacola, turn around and look at this. Let's go. Incredible. Well, guys, we're going to kind of unpack Passion 2024. And I've got some amazing people up here. I've got Zach. Y'all wave when I call your name. I got Zach and Kara and Vaughn. And we got Ren and Dakota, and Therese, and my name's Tim. So guys, I want to pass the ball, because I want y'all to talk. What, what did, let's go here, what surprised you most about passion? What, what surprised you most about passion? I'll jump, okay, so, I'll speak to someone. Uh, what surprised me the most is just the amount of people, just like-minded, that were there. I mean, 55,000 people is just Unreal, 18 to 25-year-olds all worshiping the same God. So powerful. Where were we, Zach? Where exactly were we? Mercedes-Benz Stadium, packed out. Yeah, home of the Falcons, where the Falcons play. Anybody ever walked up to a stadium? Maybe you're running a little bit behind and you're hustling, you're trying to get in there. And I don't like being late to games. I like getting there real, you know what I'm talking about? If you've been late and you're coming up and, and like it's a touchdown or it's a home run, someone made a play and you hear it way before you're in the stadium. This is how it was only, this was off Jesus. It was just, it was crazy. Who else? Talk to us. What surprised you most about Passion, Dakota? It was definitely, it was definitely uh, the amount of people, like Zach said, um, when we were worshiping, it truly felt like it's what heaven's going to sound like, and it's just, it was just truly amazing. So for me, I think it was the amount that you can do on little sleep and a lot of caffeine. Uh, just the praise was insane. I think we were all just hopped up on it. It was the best, yeah. How much, let's unpack that for a minute because they don't know what we talk about. How, like, how much sleep did you get? Yeah, so none. Or, or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the three, it was about four hours total, I think, is me average. Thank you. Uh, four hours, so roughly uh, about two hours a night, and then a lot of coffee. So much coffee. And I don't drink coffee, so there was a few, <laughs> there was a few jitters for sure. So, so excuse me, I'm fighting a little cold, but so for young people, that's something, but for us old folks, for all the leaders that went and you didn't get any sleep, you didn't get any rest, it hits different, doesn't it? It hits a little bit different, but we're so glad. Who else? Who else wants to share? Come on, Ren. Um, The biggest thing that surprised me was the um, around 19 minutes of singing Holy, Holy, Um, and it was just 
cool seeing everyone have their own moment with God because everyone ha- deals with their own problems and no one's story is the same, but everyone had that moment with God and that's what surprised me the most. I love that. I love that, Ren. So good. Therese. Let's hear from Therese. There was um, just kind of this, no one gave directives and you just saw these young people rising and falling like a Holy Spirit was just moving during worship. You had people on their knees and people's hands raised, but it just, it was like this beautiful orchestrated symphony of the big church working together. It was beautiful. I love that. I love that. So good. What did you guys love best? What did you love best? I, I just really enjoy doing it with my people. Like, uh, to see this young adult ministry grow within these past three years is just amazing. It's, it yeah. means a lot to me. And, That's right. Uh, just having that community and being able to do it together, do life together, which is awesome. So good, Ben. So good. Um, mine was the worship. There's, there's something so powerful, like in our church, it's amazing, but 55,000 yeah. young people yeah. uh, worshiping the Lord. And like Teresa said, rising, going, it was just it's another level. It's, it's, it's an experience. It's the best. And there were moments, right? Yeah. Were, talk to us about the moments where like you look around and everyone's yeah. in so, there. So it was the best. There's, there's 55 people. And I think you could see every single person was having their own experience with the Lord there. Um, there was people who were uh, just dancing and doing like interpretive dance on the ground. And there were people who were on their knees on the ground. And there were those of us who were on the chairs. And we were trying to squeeze between the two chairs and get on our knees. And it was just, it was just an experience, all of it. It was, it was something. It was something. Ren, what do you think? What do you like best? Um, definitely worshiping, especially with my two amazing youth leaders, Miss Dawn and Miss Mel. Oh, let's put our and, hands together. Miss um, Dawn and Miss Mel. My two best friends, Maddie and Gracie. They're in the crowd right now. Um, I couldn't do it without any of those people, but that was definitely my favorite part. So good. Mine was definitely worshiping with my beautiful girlfriend right here, Tanner. <laughs> Dakota Smooth, man. We get some brownie points. Let's go. But he's being real. I'm being real. I know you mean it. I'm being real, y'all. It, this, this was your first time. Yes. We talked about this, like, I think when you're in high school, but right. then this last year and in the gym, I'm like, you got to go, man. And you guys, I think you guys got the final two final, spots. Yeah. Aren't you so glad you went? Amen. Yeah. Will you go next year? Amen. Oh, definitely. He going next year. That's for sure. <laughs> You know, Scripture says give honor where honors due. And I just want to give some honor. Um, when 2020 happened, you remember churches closed down, right? I mean, it was just a little crazy. And uh, we were one of the churches that stayed open the longest. And then we reopened the quickest. And, and yet so many people, right? There was so much fear, so much uncertainty that was just swirling, so much worry, um, just so, so many tragedies. And people were slow to come back to church. And so our student ministry, our student ministry um, had gone down. Now, when we started uh, going, I, when, I, when I started going to Passion, it was 14 years ago in Tampa, and uh, so we went every year except for, except for then um, in 2020. But like what's crazy is we had, I mean, we, we were building from, falling from the ground up. We were just building from the ground up. We were able to hire Pastor Steve. We hired Pastor Steve 
I said, Steve, this is what I want to do. I want you to focus on high school. Build it. I want you to grow it. And then I said, I said, and then we're going to get middle school because they're going to be high schoolers before long. I want you to do that. And Steve jumped on that. And Adam's over here. Adam came on as a volunteer. And uh, Adam with the passion. And uh, Adam came on and our middle school started growing. And y'all got an activity today. And I'm excited about that. And, and then I, I told Steve, I said, so let's go high school, middle school. And I said, young adults. The first year we started this church, we took about, I don't know, eight or 10 with us to Passion. And uh, my wife and I took them. And I said, but man, I want to grow this college age, this young adults. And so Pastor Steve looked for incredible people to lead that. And uh, he asked Therese right here and her husband, Tom. And uh, I want to honor you guys every Thursday night. Yeah. If you're not standing yet, you'll stand in just a second. Every Thursday night, they open their home to young adults, and they clean the house to get ready. And uh, I know you keep a clean house, trees, but you know, you're prepping. Last week you had, what'd you say? How many? 32, 33. 32, 33 at her house. And they cook for all of them. They cook for all of them. And so they do that every week out of their own pocket. They do that. And so I'm grateful for Pastor Steve. I'm grateful for Pastor Steve enlisting you guys and empowering you guys. And I'm grateful for y'all's heart because you love God. And, and um, I'm just so thankful God is just doing great things. So did I say we took 64? Have I said that yet? I think I said that, right? All right. So we talked about what did you, what did you like? best and what surprised you the most what did God do in your heart what did what did God do in your heart and this is where I I want you to share what did God do in your heart at passion yeah there was a lot of things that come to my mind when that question's asked I think the biggest thing was uh I mean I graduated high school in 2020 so what a year for that right and um after that I I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) I I still don't unfortunately but I know who does but you engaged uh, to a beautiful yeah, woman, yeah. brother. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, something I just got from this passion, 2024, is my third year doing it. I mean, it just blows my mind every time, is God wants you to walk hand in hand with him. He, uh, I think a lot of us kind of want us to just spawn <laughs> where we want to be in our life and just kind of show up, be like, yep, work is done. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the way it works, but I do love that we have a loving God that will walk hand in hand with you, and it just takes you to take that step. And so that's my biggest thing from my takeaway at uh, Passion 24-4. I love that, Zach. I love that. Zach, you were serving God. You were serving God in high school. And, you know, how cool for you to see like 55,000 people. And the truth is not everyone came was a Christian. We'd probably say the majority was. But there were were a lot of college students gave their life to Christ. Um, But how cool to see that many people like, on fire for God, God working in their heart. When you were in high school and you were the guy that was like, man, listen, I'll, I'll be the designated driver. Don't, don't get behind a wheel. Because we know high schoolers sometimes do that, right? And you were like, I'll prom, homecoming. I'll be the guy to make sure that you live another day. And so you were serving God years ago and you're still serving God. And sometimes in high school when you're serving God like that, you feel like you're the only one. That's exactly right. I was Did you say feel that. like that? Yeah, it's real easy just uh, culture nowadays, especially being in high school. I mean, you're kind of 
the lower end. You don't, you feel like you're isolated. You feel like you're the only one that has these beliefs. And to be there with 55,000 other people that are like-minded, serving the same God, man, that, it gets me stoked just re-talking about it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Kara, talk to us. What did God do in your heart? Yeah, so um, little did I know my journey to passion started early uh, 2023. Had a really good first three, four months of it. Um, and then one of the things that Levi Lesko said, who was, who was speaking there, he said um, that trauma will come to you. And he didn't say that. He was just saying it. He said, I promise at some point in your life, you will experience trauma at some point. Um, and for me, that was on May 31st of 2023, when the brother of my best friend called me and said that he had gotten into a car accident um, in California, and he had sadly passed. Uh, it was a really, it's a really scary, traumatic, traumatic story I won't share, but um, it was just, it was really difficult. And it got me to a really hard place uh, mentally and just... Uh, well, three months before that happened, my mom, I had just moved to Florida, and my mom says, hey, your first week here, you're going to go to this lady's house with a bunch of people at this church you've never been to, um, and you're just going to go. And I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. Um, that was Miss Teresa's, <laughs> and they are my best friends, Miss Christina and Tom, like, they are just the best. Um, I go to Miss Christina and Miss Teresa, and I say, hey, after this this passing of my best friend, like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I am struggling. I am... I am in grief. It is, it is not okay. And they said, just hold on. Just hold on till passion. And, they're, and I was like, are you sure? They're like, trust me. Just hold on till passion. And I said, okay. And then December comes about 30 days beforehand. And um, it had been six months since that conversation. And I remember getting on my knees in my room because I thought I was doing my grief properly. And I thought I was okay. And I was not. I was drained. I was exhausted. Um, and I was in a dark place, not in like a scary dark place, but just as a, if you're running a marathon and you know, you see the end and you're trying to tell your legs to keep moving, but they're not. And you're like, I'm telling you to do it and nothing is happening. I remember going to God on my knees and saying, hey, Lord, um, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but if you could, you know, find time to give me gas to keep doing this, that would be fantastic. Uh, Cause I don't have much more to go on. And about a month later, I go to Passion, and the first night was awesome. A few speakers were great, and then Levi Lesko comes on the stage, and he has this talk, which no one saw coming, about grief. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. Um, and he said one thing where I knew I was in for a ride. He said, your trauma is not your template for your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said God's word is, you know, so the Bible. And he had, he just went off and I'm crying and it's exhausting. And I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. Like, yeah. And um, at the end of it, you know, he said stuff about how uh, every day that passes from a loved one passing is not you getting farther from the last time you see them. He said that it is you getting one day closer to the next time you see them. Life-changing, life-changing. Um, and then he had this amazing moment where he said, hey, this message is not for everyone, but uh, if grief is crumbling you, if it is too much weight to handle, if you feel like you're on the edge, um, if you would just stand up. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. And I said, okay. And he said, if all 55,000 of you guys could pray over these people and put your hand on if you're near them, 
and my church put their hands on me and my friends and my pastors and I don't know what to call it, Holy Spirit, something was going on. I physically felt a change in me, physically. Like, and it's amazing, girl. Haley got a picture of it somewhere and it just is framed in my room. I love it. Um, But it just, I'm on fire for the Lord. You know, I am like, I'm hyped Look at that smile. Look at that smile. Yeah, from grief in, in six months, from grief to just the strongest I've ever been in my faith. I can't. I can't ask anyone else to cut him for that. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That I love was that. Long. So good. So good. Talk to us. Um, so not even a year ago, I wasn't in a church. I didn't know anything about God. I didn't have people in my life that were surrounded with God. So I didn't really have a way to be led to that. But um, I, it was, it's crazy that I went to passion because a year ago, me would never see myself here right now, and that's super crazy. But um, Did we just clap for that. Like that's amazing, right there, in and of itself. Um, but with that being said, um, being a senior in high school right now, you go through a lot of changes because there's a lot of big decisions you have to make when it comes to graduating. And I've been finding it really hard to trust God with that because it's so easy to want to take control of your own life and go your own way but you know that God already has a way for you and sometimes it's really hard to believe that but um at passion just God wouldn't take this off of my heart he just kept telling me to trust him and he kept reminding me that he's there even when you don't feel like he's there and he wouldn't let that leave my heart and What that made me want to do was not only believe that for myself, but take that back home and tell everyone else about it. I'm so heavy on like posting things on social media and I just want everyone to know the good news because I just want everyone to feel love. Say say that last part. I just want everyone to feel loved. Everyone should feel loved because God loves every one of you. What God out of my heart was definitely from a conversation that Adam was having. I walked in on it, talking about um, if people didn't know the good news or people didn't know God, something like that. And it really had on my heart, like, I need to spread the good news. If you have the cure to cancer, wouldn't you want to spread the good news to the people? So why shouldn't us Christians, we should really go out and spread the good news. So God definitely had on my heart that I definitely, as a Christian, need to step up and spread the word and tell everybody I can so we can have heaven packed out, man. I don't know if Dakota knows it yet or not. There may be a calling on his life, man. I'm just saying. Come on, Trees, talk to us. What did God do in your heart? Okay, so I don't know if anybody in here has tried to drink from a fire hydrant. But that's a little bit of what happened. I felt like, you know, it was years of just teaching being poured in, and um, it was just the beginning. But for me, it was really just that repositioning, you know, our heart, how our heart is poised towards God matters. And I feel like we got smaller and he got much, much bigger. So good. He did. And that's, that's what he wants, right? And right now, there's some of us, we always do a corporate fast. If you don't know what that is, in the Bible, there were times where people needed breakthrough. Could have been healing. 
Could have been depression. Could have been like physical healing. Could have been the, the country was in trouble or their family was in trouble. And so what would happen is they would declare a fast. So it's one thing to fast personally. It's another thing to fast corporately. And so that's what we do at the beginning of January. Because we know when we fast at the beginning of the year, it's not just about God, do this for me, do that, you know, and, and God, I want this and God, I want that. No, what, it, what it's about is God changes us. God changes us to see him better and bigger. Let me ask you all this. What's, what's one word to describe the impact of passion? Give me one word. To describe the impact, I'd probably say provider. Provider. Love that. So good. Um, mine's two. I'm going to say on fire. On Just fire. On fire. Bye. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I believe it. I'm going to say trust. I'm going to say two words as well. Waymaker. Waymaker. Yeah. And definitely a position where we're positioned towards him. Yeah. Therese, this one, this was your first time to go to Passion, right? So you got to go with Tom and your son, Chase, and, and God's working in your heart, but God's working in their heart. And as a parent, Steph and I, we had our oldest, Jaden, got to go for his first time. It's special, right? Definitely. Like, we love all our students, right? When your son is there, when your, your daughter is there, and you're watching, you're watching God do that. It's holy. Isn't it holy? Definitely, yes. So holy. How many of you guys remember our, you remember Pastor Ray, Pastor Ray and Vanessa? They were there. We didn't know it till the very end of the last day. And uh, as God would have it, some would say fate. I'm going to say as God would have it. As God would have it. Come on. He would walk in. He walked into a restroom and there was Ray halfway around the stadium. We were sitting here. Ray was over here. And uh, they got to talk. Tyler. Tyler's in Navarre. They got to talk, and then Tyler's like, man, you got to come over to our groups here. And he's like, we're with some college students. And 14 years ago was the first time I went to Passion, and we took Ray and Vanessa. They weren't married. Yep. Don't believe they were engaged yet. think uh, Vanessa was still watching them to make sure he was worthy. <laughs> she said, Pastor Tim, you just keep an eye on him. If you don't like him, I don't like him. I was like, boy, you better straighten up. <laughs> but the first time we went, we took them. And now on the 14th year, getting to take our son, they're there for their first time, and they're there with college students. And it was so holy. One of the greatest holy moments that really happened was towards the end. And uh, Christian Stanfield, who's been serving Jesus for a long time, this is why you want to keep serving Jesus. Because if you'll keep serving Jesus, God will give you a bigger platform. If you make it about him and not you, he'll give you a bigger platform. I remember taking high school students to camp for the first time, and he was leading a big stuff camp. And now here he is on a stage with a mic leading us all, like he's a guy. And um, Angus Day, I don't know if you know that song, but hallelujah. And um, holy, and as he's leading us in this song, it, it just took off. It took off so much that he hit 
the stage. He laid face down on the stage and the crowd took over. And probably what was going to be like a 10-minute song ended up being like a 20-minute song. And then people were weeping and people were hugging. Guys, it really was revival. That's what revival is all about. When I get so overcome with God that nothing else matters. And that moment happened. And all of this happened because of the gentleman right here to my left, Vaughn, Vaughn Anderson. This be a really good time to stand and clap. Even if you don't know, when you find out, you can be like, oh, I wish I was stood and clap. Guys, Vaughn drove here from Atlanta, Georgia. He goes to Passion City Church. He's a door holder, which is what they call their volunteers, door holders. He's a door holder. He's faithful. He loves God. And, and Vaughn, I just want to turn the rest of the time over to you. Um, you've invested in this church. You don't go to this church. You don't live in the state. But for three years, you've made it possible for our students to go to passion. I just want to say thank you. I love you. I want to get out of the way and let you talk, man. Talk to us about why. So, um, so I met uh, Steve and, and Tim at, at a funeral. Um, a, a coworker of mine, a good friend, his wife uh, passed away from cancer, and um, Tim and Steve presided over the procession. And what caught my attention was I was expecting them to get up and say, oh, life tragically cut short. Pray for the family. Pray for, pray for their high school-aged daughter. You know, let's go eat. But they didn't. They took that opportunity in a, a church that wasn't even their own. It was at a different church to, to talk and share the gospel to the people that were there. And as a result, five people came to Christ at a funeral. And at the, um, after the funeral, we were at, uh, at, at the church office having dinner. And something that we've been praying about um, at, at Passion, the church is called Passion City Church. It's separate from the conference. Um, but we've been praying about buying tickets for 18 to 25-year-olds because at that age, they don't have a lot of disposable income. And we want, uh, we want to make a way for them to, to come to the conference and experience Christ. And so we've been praying about this, and I'm sitting there at dinner uh, after the funeral, and, and uh, I met uh, a couple that, that were serving us dinner, and we were talking, and, and, and I told them I was from Atlanta, and they said, oh, we're, we're going to go to the Passion Conference in, in, in January. I was like, sweet. I've been praying for you guys. I've got your tickets. And then they're like, well, well, Lexi's going to go. And, okay, I got her ticket too. Like, you know, is anybody else going? Well, there might be a few others, so call Pastor Steve. And, and um, so, I, I, you know, I call Steve and tell him who I am. And, and, and um, I was like, so how, how many tickets do you need? And he goes, um, 
we got 20 people going. And I was like, ooh, let me call you back, man. <laughs> and, and so I talked to my wife, and I, and, and I told her. It's a smart move right there. <laughs> <laughs> but and, 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 um, I told her that, uh, you know, I said, hey, you know how we've been praying for, for people to, uh, to, to sponsor for the conference? Yeah. Um, well, I got 20 of them. And she goes, Okay. Like, yeah. she, she didn't miss a beat. Uh-huh. And Isn't that awesome? So good. And so, you know, it's one of those things where when you pray, if God answers not how you want, you have a choice to either let somebody else work to get what God wants to accomplish, or you can lean into it and you can, you can just watch God move through that. Right. And so we leaned into that, and I've seen this ministry grow from, from almost nothing in 2020 to you had 64 people, but more importantly, you baptized over 100 people since the ministry started in just the just the young adults and in, in youth ministry alone. Did y'all hear that? Over a hundred. And here's why that matters. And, and, and I said this earlier, um, at Passion City, uh, we say numbers do matter because every number is a person. That's right. That's right. And that means that over a hundred people stepped from death to life. We're clapping for that. And all this is, uh, uh, the other thing I talked about this morning was Romans 12, 8. It talks about gifts. And everybody has a a gift. Some are teachers. Some are leaders. I'm sure if you look up here, there's a lot of leaders up here. Uh, It says some are givers. And it talks about all those different gifts, and all those gifts have to come together for the body to flourish. And so by, by giving the money for the tickets, it's not, it's not anything other than just everybody doing their part, because I'm not the one inviting the people. I mean, you guys were all the ones that, that told your friends about it, that, that, that shared the stories, and... And, I mean, how many lives are changed because of what you guys are doing spreading God's word? Love that, Vaughn. So good. I got just one, one last question. Really, like, why? For three years, you said, man, I'm going to invest, right? I'm not, just, I'm not spending money. I'm investing money. It's the greatest return that there is, right? Because this return lasts for eternity. And we believe so much in our young people that we kind of formed a new term. Everyone talks about generation next. And we said, nah, it's generation now. It's generation now. Because these guys are going to change the world. And so you are so irrationally generous. You, why? So if you take a look at the, uh, the church demographic, you're going to see that all the way up through age 18, every church has a program. After age 18, a lot of churches have a college-age ministry, and then it just sort of disappears, and you become part of the church. And um, 
if you look at the demographic from 25 to 35, they're the most underserved group in the church. That's true. Because there's so many different life stages at that point. You know, you, you, you're, you're, you're an adult, but at the same time, you're, 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 you're 20 something. Yeah. You're 20 something. And, um, I've always felt that that's the generation that we need to pour into because they need support. And when you're pouring into that group at, at, even at age 18, if they can, they can form those, those bonds, they're going to not leave at age 25 and they're, they're going to thrive in the church. So good. I love that. Well, as the band comes up, I just want to say on behalf of Momentum Church, I want to say thank you. And I've told you that privately and I'll tell you that publicly. And I think one day when you're in heaven, like, like, you know how many dollars have come out of the account the last three years, but it won't be until heaven that you really get to experience the full weight, the full impact of what was done as these guys go light their worlds on fire. And um, I, th- I think we ought to honor, um, honor Vaughn. And I just want to say thank you. I love you. I appreciate you, man, thank so much. You. Thank you for letting me get to know your church. Yeah, love you, guys, you, man. You guys are awesome. Buddy, let's go. So good. I love you. One of... One of your best friends is my next door neighbor. And then Noah is our next door neighbor. And um, Noah got to go this year for the first time. And I know it changed his life. And we're sitting there at a barbecue restaurant because that's what you do when you're in Atlanta. And we, we're sitting there and it's you and myself and Steph and there's several people. But it's like Noah's right there. And, and Steph and I are just having this moment like your best friend Noah, our house, and like God, like heaven has come to earth. We're in Atlanta, and God connected us all. And I just, I just love you. I thank you so much. We're, we're going to do something special. The band's getting ready to start. And uh, guys, if you went to Passion, if you're a leader or if you're a student, I want you to come on stage. If you're wearing the shirt or you forgot the shirt, I want you to come up on stage right now. We're going we're gonna to sing one more song. I'm going to give an invitation. And then we're going to close out today. And uh, we sang the song already once. They say this mountain can't be moved. Let's go, guys. Let's leave. Here we go. They say these chains will never break. But they don't know you like we do. There is power in your name. We've heard that there is no way through. We've heard the tide will never change. God, we believe you. They haven't seen what you can do. Nothing's impossible. There is power in your name. So much power in your name. Come on, church, sing it out. Let's go sing it together.
where it gets personal whatever you need we know that hope whatever is never lost whatever miracle whatever For impossibility is staring you down grave. put your faith in God he is able put God, your faith in him we believe no matter what there is power in your name oh it's a wonderful name it's a powerful so name so much power in your name Shut doors. God's opening doors. New doors. Open doors. You are the way when there seems to be no way. We trust in you. good you guys can go back to your seats and we never like to end the gathering you guys can be seated never like to end the gathering without giving you an opportunity to put your faith in Christ can I explain something real quick if if you and I were having coffee I don't drink coffee but maybe a double chocolate chip frappuccino if we were getting a little time together If there's only one thing I could tell you, I'd tell you Jesus is the way. I would tell you that religion says that you can walk this way. I would tell you that the confusion that the devil has allowed for us to think that all religions lead to God is the biggest lie ever been told. For someone to say, well, I think all religions, all roads, all religions lead to God just shows a little ignorance because when you study, and I have, when you study religions, every religion says, no, we're the way. We're the only way. 
Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, and you can keep going right on down. That's religion. Religion is wherever we try to bridge the gap to get to God by what we do. See, Christianity is so different. Christianity says there's no way we could bridge the gap to God. So God came to us. We don't got to reach up and try to, well, maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Maybe I get rid of my shame by doing this. Maybe I get rid of my, sh- my guilt by doing that. No, no, Christianity is, is it's not what you do. It's what's already done. Jesus came. He came down. He died. He spread his arms out. He said, I love you this much. And then he died to prove it. Right? Like, like that verse, like, Greater love has no one than this, that that someone would lay down their life for their friends. And Jesus said, I called you friends. I want you as my friend. And if you're here and someone has misrepresented God, flush it. Just flush it. Flush that religion. Flush it. Because people who are nothing like Jesus loved Jesus. They wanted to be around Jesus. And Jesus hung out with them. And so if you're here and you're saying, I've messed up too much. I could never, God could never, God could never forget. God could never. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. He's mighty to save. I know if he can forgive me, he can forgive you. That's why this church exists to lead people to passionately follow Jesus. But you won't follow him if you don't know him. And you won't know him if you don't receive him. But as many as received him, to to those people, God gives the right to become the sons and daughters of God. How do you get to heaven? You simply put your faith and trust in Christ alone. Like some of the last words on the cross, he, he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Well, they're killing him. And then he says, it is finished. What was finished? The price that had to be paid for you and I to be reconciled, brought back to God, was paid. And it it, it was like Vaughn. Vaughn paid the bill for all of our tickets. And he didn't pay some of it, not 10, not 15, not 25%. He paid it all in full. Jesus, at one moment, paid the ticket for everybody. All of us. He paid it all. And all you have to do is receive him. You just got to receive him. Pastor Tim, how how do I receive him? Scripture says if you will confess that Jesus is Lord, and if you will believe that God raised him from the dead, it's with our mouth we confess, and it's with our heart. That means intellect, will, and emotion if we will believe that he's the way and if we'll transfer our funds of faith from me, from my religion, from my good works, from what I think is gonna get me to heaven, to Christ alone. If we do that, you become a child of the living God. And today in Navarre and in Blackwater and online, people watching around the world and right here in Pensacola, some of you are gonna make that decision for the first time and it will be the greatest decision you ever made. And all of eternity in heaven forever, you'll be like, dear God, thank God I did. Instead of, I wish I had. So this moment, this is where Christians want to just step up beside you. We want to say you're not alone. 
we had this moment. And we're not perfect, but we are forgiven. So we're going to pray a sinner's prayer. And we're praying it out loud, not because you got to keep doing this one time, one and done. But we're praying this prayer because we know some of you are going to pray for the first time. And, and we don't want you to pray alone. No one stands alone. So we're going to pray it together. We're talking to God. You're not talking to me. I can't forgive your sins. Only Jesus. He's the only mediator between God and man is Christ Jesus. Let's talk to him right now. Would you, would you call out to him? Would you say something like this? Would you say, Jesus, I am a sinner. I need you, Jesus, to be my savior. I declare you are Lord. You alone are Lord. I want you to be my Lord and my savior. Thank you for loving me, bleeding for me, dying for me. I believe you rose again. I now give you my life and I receive your life. Now teach me how to live. If you pray that for the first time, two things are gonna happen. I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and we got hosts, we're not gonna embarrass you. We've got hosts that have some gifts, right? We spent money on these gifts and it's because this is the starting point. Right? This is fuel for the journey. This is resources. It's, it's spiritual protein is what it is to help you get started. And I'm going to ask that you lift your hand. And as you lift your hand, we're going to clap. And you're going to receive a gift. And right now, heaven is celebrating. That's why we're going to clap. Because we're going to join a bigger celebration. On the count of three, you ready, church? I'm going to ask you today, if you prayed that prayer and you transferred your funds of faith to Christ alone, hold that hand up. Don't be ashamed. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. I want you to hold it up on the count of three. Here we go. Every campus. One, two, three. Hold it up. I got a hand here. I see a hand right there. Who else? Hold it up high. Come on, Navarre. Hold it up. Come on, Blackwater. Let's go, Blackwater. Rich, we passed one right there. Yep, got one right in front of you that had their hand up. That's amazing, church. It's why we exist.